Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Ask TNA Day with guest hosts Lindsay and Krista of the Almost 30 podcast. Questions are, will this older man ever be ready to commit? Do I tell him I took the morning after pill? And what do we do about that Uber engineer sexual harassment issue? You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. Hello, everyone. So as you know, my dear co-host, A, the caboose, is in Paris and uh, writing a book on gender dynamics. And um, and she's, you know, got her little, I don't know, diary clip that she's going to chime in here. And, uh, and then we'll be right back with our lovely guest hosts. Hey, everybody. A here, sending you my update from abroad. And I have just arrived at the tiny little sacred village of Lourdes in the southeast of France. And I am at my new host's house or apartment uh, from couch surfing. And he actually happens to be very, very attractive. And I'm saying this quietly because he's in the next room. Um, and I really don't want to let him hear me. Um, but he does, uh, doesn't speak very much English, so that's a good thing. Um, and anyway, and he happens to be very cool as well and also very single. So there's a lot of uh, really wonderful tension um, and we're having a great time together. But um, I'm trying to uh, stay cool and stay out of my head. So uh, the funny thing about this, though, is that right before I left for this trip, I had a world-renowned healer and psychic tell me that I was going to meet someone on this trip and that he would have a very significant role in my life. You hear that kind of thing, you put it in the back burner, you don't live your life by it, blah, blah, blah. But she also said, be prepared. And she gave me a little sheet because she knew I didn't say anything, but she was like, he's younger than you. So be open to that. And I laughed <laughs> because uh, as you guys know my history, I tend to date much older men. So this guy happens to be seven years younger than me, um, which is, you know, not my usual thing. Um, nothing has happened yet. Um, I'm just really taking my time getting to know him. And um I don't really know, but uh, is this the beginning of a magical story, or is it all in my head, or, 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 who knows? So, um, one thing, though, that's interesting that I've been paying attention to with myself, with this whole little um, flirtation thing going on, was that um, I had this poll to be physical uh, with him to test our compatibility. Like, even, I'm like, if we could just hug, or if we could just or maybe just a kiss or or whatnot and it was this you know not yeah I mean sure he's attractive and you know I could be physical with him but but like there was just a pull to like but in order to test compatibility in order to like make sure that connection was there um but another part of me the part of me that really wants to go deep isn't totally ready to be physical and I really want to get to know him and be pulled to be physical by how much I know him and and whatnot so what I realized was how easy it is for me to be vulnerable and open with someone physically and I was noticing that that was my go-to I'm like oh you want to be open with him and you want to connect so you're just gonna 
you want to do that physically because it's easier. Um, so I've been resisting that actually, and it's been really um, hard, but really wonderful. So instead of opening up physically, um, I decided to be more vulnerable and connected to myself in every other way when we're together to see what develops on that level and in all other levels first. Um, so for example, like allowing silences in the conversation to float between us and um, not coyly or, or um, shyly looking away and but instead meeting his gaze and holding eye contact and not doing like the typical flirtatious um, kind of shy things that I can tend to do so it's whatever's going to happen it's it's already been a tremendous uh, learning experience uh, which I am very grateful for if you guys want to tune in to the journey, you can follow me on social media and you can go to my website, stephanieallen.com, and sign up for the newsletter because I'm probably going to be writing about um, more about whatever comes out of this particular story and uh, other stories to come. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that as I'm booking my train ticket tonight to leave in a couple days, I know that I, I am going to miss his company. I've also been thinking about how I can repay him for... Um, hosting me for several days. I think it's been like uh, going to be in the end almost five days. And I have been cooking dinner and I've actually turned very domestic, which is very fun and interesting. I'm enjoying it. Um, but I actually was thinking about giving him a massage. And I don't know if he's up for not, not even just a sensual massage. I don't know if we're, ah, ah, I don't know. But um, but even just like a, just a, a regular massage because I, you know, I'm very good at that. And it's a great way to connect um, without necessarily being super like sexual or physical so I don't know maybe I'll do that if if, um, if the moment arises um, but speaking of which uh, my massage videos mastering the art of central massage are out and it's gonna only be gonna be another few weeks um, where you can get them at the um, introductory price that they are at now um, and you can go to my website stephanieallen.com slash massage to pick up the series it's about an hour long it's fresh and funny and you and you really will discover the power of your touch and um, how to create an incredibly different uh, uh, level of connection and a different kind of sexual connection with your partner which is so fun and so rewarding so again you can go to stephanieallen.com slash massage to pick that up all right guys have a great show i miss you and i look forward to hearing from all of you and um being back in the flow bye bisous and we're back so you guys are listening to episode 134 of tna talk sex because sex isn't ever just about sex as we have learned in the last two years in our own journey of discovery so i hope you guys are learning alongside with us um but yeah we have uh krista and Lindsay joining us and Lindsay's in studio with me and krista on skype hello ladies hi thanks so much for having us this is so cool thank you thank you yeah so we have the ever important uh, quest of answering questions for our listeners um you know and it's the goal to of course just have open discussion yeah. uh for our listeners if you guys have any questions you can write us at advice at tatalksex.com and we will answer your questions and um and before we start i just wanted to comment on a couple of uh lovely tweets from certain people um Talking with uh, at Master Mr. Prez, uh, I believe he was commenting on the show we did with the ladies from Fuck Yes, who do like these educational fun sex mm -hmm. videos. I listened to that one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, he he noted a couple things. He said, um, 
as guys uh oh no as a guy i don't want a girl to have sex because she thinks i want it sex is for both of us oh what a refreshing idea thank you mr president (laughs) can you change your twitter name and then call me (laughs) of course i think i'm like he's saying that to get pussy (laughs) (laughs) is he that's how you think no i'm like evil (laughs) oh my god well look i recently had sex with someone where well, I talked about it on our on the episode with our fuck yes ladies, where I was I, okay. This is mean, and maybe our listeners. I hope you're not offended. I learned recently that kind of in the real, like the super, the more densely you mm. get into this like sex world community, they actually have a name for like quote civilians or like the average sex person. Like if you're if you're just out what? and about and you meet you're someone not, at a bar, okay, and you have sex, uh-huh. and they call them muggles. Muggles, holy shit! <laughs> Isn't that horrible? I do it's not want to have sex with a muggle. Right. Well, <laughs> this guy was kind of like a muggle. Like so, wait. my bad sexual experience, and mm. I and it was definitely it felt like it felt like he. I think I said this. He thought that oral sex was how I got off, and that penetration right. wasn't it. And so right. it was like he kind of was like checking the boxes. So it's not that he didn't care about my pleasure. It wasn't that bad, but but there definitely was this. There was no mindfulness. There was no like personal touch to it it's like he yeah. was a little robot sort right of. so i appreciate yeah okay that tweet you yeah, know like too. hells yeah like get the chick Hell to say yeah. yes uh okay and then he had one other comment which was that um body image issues from youth affect men and women glad it's a topic so yeah. true yeah, yeah. i think we forget how like vulnerable men can be as well well i think we were talking about that too krista like um you were saying even like you know you whether it's our guy friends or even like Justin, it's just like, you know, we deal with our issues every day and we're like, oh my God, I'm like this today or that today. And it's like, guys do too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like they're they like, they want to know they look good too. Yeah. Yeah. And just I realized that living it. with, I live with my boyfriend, Justin, we've been living together for like four years now. And I've, it's actually been like so eye opening to me to hear him kind of with his body issues. Like he's, in my eyes, perfect. You know, he looks great, but it's like he has the same sort of body eyes that I have, which are are so critical. And I never really thought that guys Mm. had that. So true. Yeah. I remember I had a a boyfriend who happened to be black and he was, um, one time he said something like, why have these stretch marks? And like, you know, do they look bad? And I was was like, I don't even, what are you talking about? I never even noticed them. Didn't notice. Truly didn't notice. And then, like, do you feel uncomfortable? Sometimes I feel uncomfortable when a guy, which I shouldn't, has an insecurity, whether it's like losing his hair or he's not as muscular as he wants to be, or maybe he's not as tall as he would like to be. You know what I mean? I just, then I get weird. I'm like, wait, Ooh, no, well said. I like, I like the way you look and I'm, I'm like weirded out that you have the ins- insecurities, but at the same time I have them too. So I need, like, I just need to be more loving in that way instead of being turned off by that. Well said. I I'm I've gotten over it, but for years I was haunted by the way that I horribly handled that incident mm. in college. There was a guy I really liked, and he was clearly expressing that he felt like he had gained weight, like he wasn't as I don't know cut as he had been when before I knew him. Right. right. So because I I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You are who you are right now. Ha ha. Um, yeah. But I I there was no I didn't bring empathy to the moment. Right. right. I was just like, well, I don't know. And like smiled awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, totally. Yeah. I think in some yeah. ways men have been maybe trained more to now. I mean, men flub all the time, but there's a little more of an expectation that the woman maybe has body image issues. Mm. And so a guy is more quick to go, babe, you look perfect the way you are. Sure. 
And yeah. it does assuage so true. you. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Like my response to him is so different because I feel like I'm like, you'll never know, you know, my kind of like as a woman, I'm like, you'll never know what the body pressures we have or like our body image issues. So like when he kind of says stuff about it, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, you like, get over you yourself. Know, kind of just brush it off. Exactly. But like, I think you're so right. Like, and that's kind of sexist in its own right, you know, because I'm not giving him that ability to have a body image issue because he is a man. I almost think uh, the more sexual equality there is, the more of these insecurities crop up for men. And I don't Mm. mean that. Yeah, like equality needs to happen. But then there's sort of more of an equal playing field, like you're being judged equally as well. 100 percent oh overwhelming yeah yeah yeah. i mean it is interesting i i remember i also had a moment with a boyfriend where he made a comment about me gaining weight and i and i no i know i know and i (laughs) yeah and i said listen unless i've got the muffin top going on i am allowed to fluctuate one to five pounds one to ten whatever real well, I mean, I, even if you had the muffin top. Like, yeah. Well, I look, I if I'm with a partner and I see that they're going a very different direction from where we met, it's not yeah. it's not. Oh, you're fat and I don't want to be seen with you. It's not that sentiment. It's, it's more hey, concern. Yeah. It's okay. like, hey, are you a little sure, something's not going sure. well? Like maybe let's put the potato chips down mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah, totally. But what I was going to say is I realized the partner I did say that immediately and he apologized. But it turns out it was actually his own insecurity and mm-hmm. he had grown up in an environment where his mother was a dancer, you know, and, and both parents yes. were into fitness. Mm-hmm. And so his own weight, he had gained a little weight and he was feeling insecure wow. and he finally, and he said that. And I, you know, I was like, okay, well, that's a good conversation to have. <laughs> okay. Just an honest conversation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one other little Twitter tweet this one. Okay. This one's just funny. Okay. And I, I decided I wanted to share it was at midnight owl. He wrote, Geez, I'm listening to your podcast at work and I don't have time to go rub one out after hearing about <gasps> you being topless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. No, he totally replied and I, I suggested that he rub one out every morning for his own health in like day to day. And I'm like, God, what topic, you know, which episode was I topless? Damn. But then I thought, you know, You're I was like topless few. in the levy, the levy thing. I don't, oh. I talked about where I had sex in the levy. I'm sharing again because it was so interesting and cool to be, that's, I never have had sex outside. With levy in like, like. In New Louis, Orleans. In New Orleans. Yeah. Whoa. What was I, I was going to say, it was so cool. And then actually there was a funny moment where a bicyclist did come by like in the middle of the night and we both just kind of froze and crouched and then we just started laughing out loud. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, I'm like, you obviously saw us. Let's all just have a good laugh. (laughs) Sex outside and like in cars that don't have tinted windows. It's like, it's like one, why? But two, also like never forget it. Like you'll yeah. never forget it. So that's probably why. Right. Which is so funny because you're just always on edge. You're like, oh, you're, oh God, there's a person. Freeze. Freeze. It's What's funny is it's almost like those fainting. No, it's not like the fainting goats. It's almost like the way the squirrels or something freeze. You're like, just hold position. So true. <laughs> like they won't see us if we're Humans frozen. Humans are weird, you know? Humans are very weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so let's go to our, our topic. Well, okay. Before we start, I want you guys to just kind of talk a little bit about your podcast and what you guys do as well. 
Awesome. So um, Krista and I are the hosts of the Almost 30 podcast, which... um, What happens five years from now? Oh my God. Krista, that (laughs) is our most asked question. Is it? I'm sorry. I already know the answer. Of course you can, you know, you're always almost 30 in your heart. No, we always say like, well, give us suggestions. No, we're, I mean, it'll, yeah, it's kind of a state of mind. I don't know. We're going to freaking keep it. Probably. Yeah. No, it's about your journey, um, which is yeah, no, exciting. it's 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 uh it's fun. Yeah, that journey between your twenties and your thirties, that transitional limbo. Um, because our twenties were kind of, you know, a fun but definitely a shit show. And <laughs> we learned a lot and it's kind of like we're coming out of the fog of that and entering this new decade, and so we talk about everything, about relationships, career, uh, sex, self-love, health, wellness, fitness, um, anything to, you know, help our listeners and us, you know, we're learning as we go along, um, just be the best versions of ourselves, um, as we kind of like take on this transition. Can I, you bring up something, uh, that reminded me, I feel like just a few years ago, we were living in this culture mindset of, of, party hard play hard like uh, and like when I was in college it was all about like the more sleep deprivation the more you know you're it's living 20s. it's your 20s girl right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I totally yeah. right phased out I was like I don't know I think the twitching eye and the back knot and the like <laughs> hangover isn't a good life plan <laughs> 100 percent and Krista yeah, and like, I yeah it was, a, it was like cool to do that like you were like yeah. I got like I used to think that too like I was like oh I only got four hours of sleep like that's all <laughs> I need you know blah 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 and people would like brag about how like wasted they got or like I don't know just like kind of like a competition maybe that's because I'm from the Midwest no it's everywhere you're it's, right it's you're American right. it's American culture mm-hmm. that's so true we live in like a culture of extremes so like yeah. doing the extreme of whatever it is is always like the cooler thing 100%. yeah so so is it just that I'm getting older or is there actually I feel there is a, a little bit of a cultural shift of, I feel like there's a cultural shift yeah too. I'd like to that there is because I've actually I googled the other day because I was thinking about that if drinking rates have gone down and they have so like less students in college are are drinking like overall people are kind of are moving towards a more conscious and aware like state of being which is nice yeah yeah I mean I suppose now I'm unabashedly an advocate of just more physical touch and not necessarily sex but like sex yeah <laughs> you know just yeah. as far as finding you know it's like well why do I feel off today it's like oh I haven't been touched in two mm-hmm. weeks or a yeah. month or longer you and know it, and, and that transition like also the transition from like having sex only when you're wasted mm. to having like yep. meaningful like mindful aware present like physical interaction and well, it's yeah scary and like amazing but I think like I was drunk for most of my college sex you know what I mean wow well I I also wonder about uh like I think when you get to that phase of what you're talking about right now I think in college a lot of people also fear that that also means marriage and commitment and long term yeah and the truth is you can still have these rich experiences I even now I have you know a lot of friends ask me or they're curious they're like actually just a friend the other day she said do you feel anything I mean you have all these lovers like how do you so you don't you don't get attached and I, I said, well, no, I, I've definitely I've been brokenhearted and I suffer and I'm going on these journeys. And maybe the comedy is that, you know, while I have a broken heart over here in the left, like compartment on the right side, I'm like visiting, you know, so and so in San Francisco and, you know, having a party. But yeah. it doesn't mean I'm not I am feeling 
the pain from that other experience. Totally. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. Synthesizing all that. And yeah. So wait, I want to, hmm. I want to go into that. So you have, so you don't like, I, I throw this term around like casually and I, I don't like that I do, but like a, almost like a fuck buddy, but it, but it's not, it's like a little bit more. You, yes. Well, okay. Is there a conversation with, with them? Yeah. Lindsay's asking for her own knowledge. She's like, yeah. literally. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm getting much better. Of course better. I am, Krista. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the best questions because they come from a truthful place. I, yes, I definitely am. Now as I have, I have evolved and especially from having a show about it, it's like the more you get that out in the open, the better off you are. So right now I've mentioned, I did a show talking about my experience at Burning Man this year. Mm. And, um, and that lover has kind of endured through the months and, um, and I, you know, it seemed like once a month, that kind of thing. And, uh, he's such an amazing communicator Mm. and it's, and I'm amazed at how validated and safe I feel in our dynamic without seeing each other every day or even, knowing all the details of our sex lives. And I, I actually was telling him about, um, you know, an experience I had with someone where I, I was saying like, no, thank you. I actually don't want a sexual relationship with you. And they, and he got very upset. And there was sort of this, mm. yeah, this whole like long emotional conversation about it where he felt rejected. And, um, and then it was very funny because my lover, he went, oh, tell me about it. You know, I had this threesome the other day and like, you know, these two chicks, I thought they'd worked it out and like they got here, but then one was jealous of the other one. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not how you approach a threesome. <laughs> yeah. And he was, you know, and I started laughing, but it was, it was fine. You know, like I didn't, I don't have attachments in that way. Sure. I don't think, I think I do view this, the physical as a play playground. It's an opportunity to explore your body and have fun with someone that you trust Mm. and feel good with. Now, that said, he and I are getting closer. There is more intimacy. Every time we spend more time Mm. together, every time that happens, we have more trust. We have more um, yearning to be together, right? Like all these things that build a real relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you call them lovers. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Thank you. I've I've had pushback from friends <laughs> before why. that find it. They're like, I oh, mean, God. like saying it out loud, it feels weird to me because I don't say that. But it, it, yeah, I just like, I think you're, it makes you treat it in such a way that like, even though I don't want to treat things casually with some people, I just do because I think I should or I have to because they do and it is what it is. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I just no. kind of throw it away. But I think that Absolutely. term gives it some like, even if they're not your boyfriend or future husband, it's like, okay, like this moment presently, like this person does mean something to me and I'm going to respect them. Totally, you know? totally. And I think exactly what you just said about that it's a casual thing so many times we'll have all these feelings and you might know it's casual and then you're going yeah but it's casual so I shouldn't feel that but you do right so what if instead of stuffing it away you just said what you were feeling you go hey I just wanted to touch base like this came up for me and it's not necessarily that I need you to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship with me but it made me feel insecure that you whatever you canceled last minute or you know it made me feel not important and that's hindering my orgasm yeah. <laughs> to be quite frank. You yeah. Know? Um, it's not always easy. Like I totally have coward moments and then I have to give myself this pep talk and I, you know, yeah. and, and push myself. And um, I was just, I it's was almost always better when I do. Yeah. I was just honest very recently with a guy and 
he was just taking it very casually, which was fine. And I started out like that. But then I started to like actually feel some things that I was like, you know, I would love to spend time with him outside of the bedroom. And I yeah. said that and um, he wasn't on the same page. And he I wasn't. felt better after. Because even though it was answer. disappointing, it was like, thank you for that answer. And then you, yeah. because then you knew, then and I knew. you could act on it. Then and you I go, knew. well, I don't need to spend time here anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that, was that the choice? Exactly. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I was like becoming. What's his name, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> she always does this. You know who it is. <laughs> but it's like it's totally empowering because I was feeling like upset when he was doing nothing wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and it becomes this storm in your head. And how exactly. many hours did you yeah. waste spinning yeah. about so it? So I'm, I was like, I gotta let it go because I've been in situations where I can keep it like really like fun and light and like you know it could still fill me up. And he just wasn't that person. To yeah. Me, so. Well, and maybe you're discovering you would like to have that with someone. So right. now the next person will be with that intention. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go into our advice uh, outside of ourselves Great. <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> so this lovely lady writes, and I, I actually have some experience with this, so excited to share. Uh, I'm dating an older man who just got out of a long-term relationship. Oh, God. I'm almost like, <laughs> no parentheses, 20-year relationship. Okay. Ooh, so he has to be over 20. Okay. Yeah, older man. <laughs> he dated someone long distance for three months, easing back into the dating scene. Uh, he has a daughter that, of course, takes priority. Um, I would like to be in a committed relationship with him. He says he's not ready, but also that he didn't expect to meet me and is open to seeing where we go. I'm afraid of getting hurt. Do I run or is there a chance this could work? Uh, well, okay. Sh- should I jump in? I wonder how old the daughter is. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no. Well, okay. Actually, uh, Krista, when we were talking earlier before we got on the yeah. air, you hit yeah. on kind of what my latest mantra has been, which is yeah. this idea of um, when you feel like you need attention or you want that commitment or you basically, you know, yeah, you're you're needing something from someone and you're afraid of being hurt. Um, I encourage you to, I I guess I would call it flip the script or literally put them, you know, flip the mirror. And it's like, what can you give this other person? So um, he is just out of a relationship. He is vulnerable. I feel like the classic advice, but people immediately go, oh God, run, that's a disaster. And it might be, if you know that you're ready to start something committed and this person can't offer that, then sure, do what's best for you. But I also encourage, I think if you're having this deep connection with this person, he's obviously important to you. He's important to you if you wrote us. And so I, I think, I think it's, it's like, how can you give to him in a way that gives him what he needs? Mm-hmm. And I also think, you know, he has a daughter. So when I read that, I'm going, that's a lot. That's a huge priority. A Obviously, yeah, he's going sure. to choose her over you when there's that last minute, you know, that last minute thing comes up. He's going to have to say, yeah, I have to go pick her up. I'm sorry, we have to cancel. And that hurts. And so I'm not denying that. Um, and so, you know, you have to choose kind of if you can handle that or not. But I, I sort of thought, okay, you mentioned he's older. And I actually have a friend who's dating someone older. I recently had a thing with someone who's older. And, um, you know, I think we forget, just as we were talking earlier about the male perspective 
of like, yes. you know, what insecurities is he feeling? Like he knows he's older than you. He knows he's got this family and baggage. How insecure must he feel about his availability for you? Like flip it. Yeah. Yeah. Like does he, he, I'm sure before he calls you, he briefly thinks, God, I don't know, you know, is she, is she really going to hang around for this? So he's already bringing that to you, right? So decide, do you want to hang around for this? Mm-hmm. And and if you are truly interested in him as a person and sharing his life and all the things that come with it, which are at least the daughter, if not more, then then step up. Step up and go, hey, I want you to feel secure. Here's a cute little gift that says I'm thinking of you during that stressful time or whatever's, whatever's happening. Yeah, I love that advice. I think, you know... If you care about someone, there is going always going to be that risk of getting hurt and and yeah. feeling. It's like sometimes we're afraid to feel. And like Oh my god, yeah. And I feel like, you know, as I get older, I'm celebrating those lows more because I do feel. You know what I mean? And I think like I went through my early <laughs> 20s not really feeling yeah, You know, just kind of like sweeping things under the rug or just not coming to terms with why I'm feeling a certain way or blaming someone else. Like I was never, I never turned inward and was like, what's going on with you? Instead, I was like, my boyfriend's an asshole. This one, did that. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think if she, if she's feeling that pull towards him and sometimes you can't really describe it, it's just like an energetic pull follow it. You yeah. know, what is, what is the worst thing that could happen? Maybe well, it doesn't work out and maybe you're heartbroken. You know what I mean? And, and I think that just adds like beautiful layers to, to like your wealth of, you know, experience in love, out of love and in relationships and it can only serve you, you know? And, and I think, you know, giving to him is such a good idea you know, because I'm sure he just feels like, well, what could I give her that could help her to uh, understand or be convinced that this life is for her? He's probably, like you said, really overwhelmed with his baggage. <laughs> it's baggage. Yeah. But it could be amazing baggage. And maybe it's coming into her life for a reason, you know? Ooh. Ooh you never yes. know. Well, I like what you said about the energetic pull. Like, clearly he's staying around with her as well, right? And going, oh Mm -hmm. God, in some ways you could say his life would be easier to not engage emotionally. Sure. But of course it's enriching. So yeah, walk the road. What, let's see what, what fruit comes from it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, like does, do you end up growing from it at the minimum? So true. Krista, any thoughts? Yeah, I was just thinking about, I do, I have a friend who's um, 27 and she's dating someone that's 49. So oh he God, is, did it end badly? Uh, no, they, no, they <laughs> live together and she lives like with his children, like who are wow. 13 and 15. And, um, but I, what I was thinking about was that he has that insecurity with her. So wow. it's interesting to see him and his dynamic because he gets insecure when there's men around that are closer to her age or, mm. you know, cause he feels like he can't compete with someone that can provide her children, you know, cause he doesn't want to have children or can provide her like he doesn't want to get married again or get married again. So I do think that there are, um, conversations that will have to be had down the line, but I think that it will be important for her to keep her head and keep herself, um, just in present. So present to where they are, like, how is he feeling now about things kind of being over communicative, but not getting ahead of herself where she's like wondering about, 
getting married or having kids and stuff like that, because I do feel like that can sort of mess you up in a situation like this where your ages are working against you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I wonder, is she, do you know, is she someone that wants that or she kind of right now she thinks she doesn't. So she's content with the dynamic. Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually wonder that too, because she, um, when she falls, she falls really hard. So right now she doesn't want kids and I'm saying that with quotes, but I don't know if that's ever been something she wants or not. But as of now, she's not going to have kids and she's not going to get married and she's going to be with him. But, um, she's she's deeply in love with him and she's happy and that's kind of her path. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I think what you hit on was his the importance of checking in and saying, Hey, I'm feeling this. Cause if yeah. I mean, the truth is five years from now, she could end up saying, I want a family and maybe, yeah. and maybe she can, you know, it's funny. The, the, I don't want to get married thing. I feel like, um, I think when I was younger, I would go, well, that's a red flag or, you know, but the truth is obviously yes. his reaction in saying that is based in fear because mm-hmm. he yep. had a bad experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, staying present and whatever. And, and if there is a reason for you to get married in the end, then you do, you know, like it's, ugh, you know, ugh, people look when I was 12, I was like, I'm never going to let someone finger me. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I remember our friends, our best friend's mom yeah. somehow. I don't know how the conversation started, but maybe, maybe because we were in the car and we brought it up and we we're like, we heard that like this boy in the class like fingered this girl and we're like holy shit at 12 i don't you know or maybe it might have been someone older i don't think i know no i think maybe it was you know like our her like older sister's friend right whatever somehow we heard about it and we were like freaking the fuck out we were just horrified (laughs) horrified and and their mom so sweet but she's like driving the car and she's like I don't know. She's like, kids, you know, it feels nice. Like, it can be dinner. You know, and just, <laughs> yes, and tries to kind of, you know, calm. Tracy, the cool mom. Yeah, exactly. Like, not <laughs> trying to say, hey, go do that now. But she was sort of saying, you know, look, you're going to get older. And, you know, it's actually part of life. And we were like, no, no, like, stop talking. <laughs> and now I have a show about sex. Oh, my God. And actually, I like, hilarious. I really like a good fingering session where maybe the guy plays with my breasts, like, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love that. For sure. <laughs> I like a good, I like, a, this is like TMI, but like if they flip you over and like do the back and the front. No, what does that mean? Tell me. Uh, no, just, you're gonna have to describe it more now. Like, <laughs> so you're on your stomach? So I, yeah. So like, okay, you're laying on your side and they'll have, um, and they'll have one hand, like the left hand will be like inside you. And then mm-hmm. the front on the right will be over you and like, like with your clit. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a visual in the studio. Yeah, I'm right like now. using my hands to like imagine <laughs> yeah, where they are. Practicing on each other. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's nice. Yes, yes. yeah. It like says that. to me, he cares. <laughs> it does. It's like when there's like more than one point of contact. That is, yeah. it's like one. Uh. One. He has. Um. Um. What's it called? Tap the head. Rub oh, the belly. Coordination. Coordination. Um. And also, like, I think it's kind of daring because, like, you don't know left handed. If you're not left handed and you're using your left hand for one, you know what I mean? Yes, I do know. One, you're ambidextrous, maybe, but it's just like it's cool. 
No, I, yeah, I agree. I used to talk about how I like my man to be a lover, like a one man marching band. Like he has to be playing the instrument and tapping, like drumming at the same time oh that he's, gosh. you know, playing the harmonica and drumming with the other mm-hmm. hand. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, you know, a lot has to be going on. I think women's bodies are that like you just hit on it. Like, yes, you have to be stroking the clit and fingering. And then I sort of have this like explosive experience mm-hmm. because you're overwhelming my body in a good way. Someone was on your podcast re- recently. I'm sorry. I don't for- remember her name. Okay. I'll, I'll pin it down. Stephanie or maybe she she said that we are like an orchestra just waiting to be played but like we are a finely tuned perfect orchestra and you just know how to play us we will like you know make the most beautiful music yeah (laughs) and it's so true yeah it's so true yeah um we're gonna take a quick little break because stephanie and i for the first time ever have a sponsor for our show <gasps> Shut yeah up. and i'm basically gonna repeat all this in our little second break but but we got to use the product and it's really cool so uh we're gonna play that now Love and then we'll be that. right back to answer some more questions we're Yay. talking with the almost 30 podcast uh krista and Lindsay, and people can find you at so at Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram um, and our website is almost30podcast.com and we're on iTunes as well. And that's the number 30. Three right? zero, you correct. Three, three, zero. Yeah. yeah. And if you all have any questions for us, write us at advice at tatalksex.com and we answer your questions at the end of every month. And uh, you can find us on social media at tatalksex. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we are really excited to share with you that we have a new sponsor called BioClarity and we got to try out their skincare product and it's been great. My skin feels silky after and when I do get a red spot, I'm relieved that I have a treatment that won't dry my skin out. And for me, it's actually really important. I know that I'm putting quality products on my face and not harsh chemicals. And I've totally fallen in love with their Floralux Chlorophyll Gel. I literally feel like I'm putting a plant on my face. (laughs) Yeah, that's because benzoyl peroxide isn't being used, which is in most cleansers. And instead, they're using salicylic acid. And the Floralux is the gel that you can apply after to keep your skin healthy. BioClarity is also, it's dermatologist developed, actually, and tested and recommended. It's 100% vegan, cruelty-free, gluten-free, and paraben-free. So if you are struggling with your acne or don't want your skin to dry out like me, you can go to bioclarity.com and use our code TATOXX. And that's going to get you your first month for only $9.95 plus shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So go to bioclarity.com and use the code TATOXX. And welcome back to TNA Talk Sex. It's just T here with our lovely co I guests, guest hosts. That was awkward. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm new to this because A is usually here. Um, but uh, yes, we have our guest hosts, Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 podcast and uh, just loving this like all female bonding yeah, moment. Same. Going deep. So nice. And I actually thank you, Krista, for sharing that like sexual detail. 
Oh, yes. I'm like a little blushing. I'm like, oh, that's like our little secret. But now it's fun. Uh, oh, right. Because you're in a relationship. And now we can all go watch him on Instagram. Because you guys. Post- <laughs> oh, yes. This is his name's Justin, right? So Justin's trick. <laughs> you could I name it. You could name it that. that. Like, I've never done this with anyone else. Like that kind of thing. But <laughs> I can see how he's he's kept you. You know, he's won, won your heart and you're, you know. He's playing your song. Justin's the bomb, man. Yeah. yeah. You, I like the one. It's the, <laughs> the Justin technique. You like name it that, you know? Be like, I told everyone, but we gave it your, we named you. So yeah, it's cool. yeah. yeah. We honored you. It's the Justin. Yeah, we honored you. <laughs> you know, you know, you hit on something though when we talk about winning the heart and then you joked about winning the vagina, but I'm like, no, really. Like That's your so vagina true. is tied to your heart, which is why we have our little tagline about, you know, sex is never just about sex. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, also, I don't know. Oh, I would love your opinion on this, guys. Have you had experiences where, you know, your vagina is basically speaking to you and maybe certain sexual relationships you start having like ailments down there? Yes. Or yeah. Okay. You've had you both have had that. Krista. Oh, no. Tell me more about that. Oh, well, for example, years ago, I, you know, was gung ho about having sex with this one guy and my muscles clamped up so tightly he could not access me. And I was like, I want to have sex with you. I don't know. I won't relax. And I and after there were so many issues with us emotionally, socially, like he just was not a sound person. And I thought, wow, my vagina was protecting me. Whoa. (laughs) Yes. Now, on another (laughs) level, I ended up having issues like I had a cyst on my I had a cyst on an ovary at one point. And um, and and so I would have pain during sex at certain points. And then also I, I rarely get yeast infections, but I there were certain people I was getting them with more Mm, often. Sure. And I, I don't want to say, look, sometimes it's diet, sometimes stress in general in your life can cause these things. Yeah. But I'm amazed at how much your vagina is telling you about the people you're having sex with. So true. So what about what about you, Lindsay? You're, you're so, like vibing with that. No, what because, happened to you? well, I think it's just interesting. One, when you do have issues. So I teach SoulCycle. So yeah. I'm constantly on a bike. Um, which I could chafing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's even more than that. It's like not even anymore for me. I mean, I like put massive amounts of aquaphor down there before I, before I ride just to make it a little side tip, everyone slippery, (laughs) but, um, more so even just the pressure, like I've had a, a cyst, like kind of like underneath my skin that's been very painful and more so just aesthetically I'm sure no one would really notice but like I'm just I would be like insecure about ever letting like a guy you know see that like without having the conversation about it first um but down there or just yeah wow yeah Yeah. so it's like it's painful but it's also just more like vain of me to just like be uncomfortable about it but you know it's just a conversation and but I've been in situations where either I'm dealing with something like that or even the guy is just having trouble you know or um uh whatever it may be and with trouble as in he's having either either he can't get hard or he's getting hard and then you know losing losing it really quickly yeah yeah I've had that and it's just interesting to learn like experience that no I mean sorry go ahead no it's like it's normal and I know that but it's always interesting as I get older and thank god I'm getting older and and more aware and more mature about it but I mean I almost I would get like annoyed because one I thought it was me and two I thought like why aren't you telling me 
why this is happening. Like, tell me what you need. Like, tell me. And I would almost get a little pissed and that just shut them down. So it's any issues going on down there for either sex, I'm learning is just needs to be an open, honest conversation. And then like the stress of it, the, the, the expectations of it are just kind of like more relaxed and you're like okay so this is kind of what's going on and like how can we make it better one more comfortable two three like what can I do to make you last or maybe that's not even the issue maybe he's really stressed at work and like you know it has nothing to do with me but just the communication part of it I'm working on you know yeah yeah well you know you're hitting on someone who I dated that I felt very close to and we had this beautiful bond and then sexually there were issues in that way and Mm. I think he was exhausted from work that said you know you're hitting like for me I actually have a sensitive nerve around it because I still go yeah but I I don't know how to move past it because until he he needed to be willing to work on it for me to want to stay around and the fact that he got emotionally blocked on it and and maybe it was through embarrassment or whatever but I I a couple times you know maybe I could have handled it better I tried to have that discussion but he must have discomfort around sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't want to go there. And then sure. I'm going, well, if you're not going to go there and I'm never going to come. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're going to keep going. 100%. And then yeah. actually he asked me to commit at one point And I, I said, I can't because I haven't, I haven't felt what I need to, you know, to feel yes. to want that. Yes. Um, which maybe, maybe he would have been able to come around once I committed. I don't, you know, but I don't know. The, com- the conversation has to happen. And I think I think even people who are struggling with that, I think not fearing it, but rather exploring it. And I think usually mm-hmm. it is something rooted in stress. I, totally. you know, unfortunately, people go, oh, my God, I'm something is wrong with me. And you go, well, not really. It's actually I mean, yes, there's something wrong, but something that's fixable. Of course. And like I think the stress of wondering what the other person is thinking is like an added layer that is, yeah. is overwhelming. Debilitating. You know? Aww. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay we have we have a question to answer okay okay speaking of your genitals mm-hmm. um Let's go. Uh, okay this lady writes uh i had sex with someone when we weren't planning to we didn't use a condom and he came inside of me i'm not on birth control we didn't discuss stds sex history and mm-hmm. i'm and i'm taking a morning after pill uh i really like him and don't want to freak him out do i tell him how do i bring this all up Ooh. Um, Krista, do you have any? Um, I'm, I'm just, for me, I like never, I don't know, maybe this is my thing. I like don't tell because I'm just kind of independent in my own way. Like I would just do whatever I would need to do without having that conversation. But um, I definitely think nowadays if I was having sex casually in that way, that having the STD conversation and having the sexual history conversation is important if it's going to give you peace of mind and especially as it relates to your health. Um, Do do you think, um, like for me, a couple things come up. Yeah. I am like, wait, that pill is like 40 bucks, isn't it? At the store. So, So, you know, the burden is falling on her. And I also go, he... Have you guys had this happen? Has a man ever come inside of you without asking? <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, it's w- yes. Yeah, that's actually really true. Yeah. Yeah. It, ha- it and it's usually been a delayed oops my bad. So like it's it's like happening and it's like oops my bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like wait. 
Okay. But also, you know, so many things grew through, go through my head, which is, well, he, I didn't make him put a condom on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm taking for granted that I'm on, I am on birth control. You are. So I'm like, so I'm yeah. good. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, well, I think that's the thing. Like, I'm not on birth control. And I remember having a friend in college, a male friend, say, you know, oh, I, you know, I came and, and she's not on birth control, you know, and she's freaking out. And, you know, she's going to, anyway. And I, I had this kind of stern conversation with him at the time where I said, that's your only responsibility. And if you aren't ready to have a child, like you take responsibility 100%. of that. I said, and because if you didn't ask her, and even if you did, what if she missed her pill? Like, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So if you don't want to lose that control, don't come inside of her. So fucking true. And like, ask. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I ask. Well, don't like ask if they're on birth control one. Yeah. And, and if they're okay with it. And if they're okay with it. Like it's, yeah. I think it's completely d- disrespectful. I, I don't think it's a mistake. I'm sorry. I don't have a dick. I don't know how that works, but I know, you know, it's coming. And even if you have an inkling that it's about to happen or even like pre come pull the fuck out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sorry. Frankly, I'm not on birth control and I've never been pregnant. And I think it's because I usually have this conversation with the guy beforehand so and true. I'm very clear with him. That I'm not on birth control, so yeah. FYI. And then I, I even asked them, yeah. I go, "Do you have you ever gotten someone pregnant? Like, do you have pre-cum? Like, is that?" Mm-hmm. And I get this isn't a science. Oh, by the way, as I'm saying this, I'm using condoms with partners that I'm with, long, you know, that are that are yeah. random. Actually, that's that's an interesting point. I mean, this whole conversation is because they didn't use a condom. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um. But but the reality is, things like this happen every day, right? Like you don't plan on it. It gets hot and heavy, and you both want to. I'm not condoning, no, but, but then I you're know. here and then you have to go buy the pill and da, 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 da. And my opinion, I think our culture and our society only gets better by addressing the problem. And yes. yeah. by that, I mean, yes, r- call him or text him. It could, it could even be a text, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't need to be, I think it doesn't need to be blown up like this big issue, but addressing and saying, Hey, you know, maybe even owning it yourself, like you said, uh, yeah, Lindsay, say, about I not, should have done this. Not but wearing a con- yeah, I should have told you, hey, I'm not on birth control. Let's use a condom. But I was enjoying myself, too. Um, yeah. By the way, I'm using the pill today to make sure we don't have any issues. Um, you know, hey, let's just going check in forward. At- let's like just communicate about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I respect you and, you know, whatever. I completely agree. She should absolutely tell him. Communicate that. Yeah. yeah and I think I think that if you you know, you mentioned like being worried about freaking him out. And I, I think if he is freaked out, you probably don't want to be in a longer relationship yes. with him truthfully. And I, I know that yep. can be scary or hard, but then, then you're not, no good is going to come from that. You have to talk about it. And, and he could get shy about it, but he should step up and respect mm-hmm. that you're stepping up. And I think when you do more often than not, you'll find that he will as well. So I think just forging forward. Yeah, so true. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's not fun to have the sex, the sex history question. I had it recently with someone too, where we had a, you know, we had a funny conversation where he said, look, I, um, he got really detailed and he said, um, well, I had uh, unprotected sex only once this, you know, in like Christmas time, uh, haven't been, I don't remember if he said he'd been tested since then. I think not, but like, you know, I, and we used a condom. We did use a condom, but he mm-hmm. was still clarifying all of this. And he said, so there was that one incident. But from my knowledge, we are both, you know, clean. And then um, clean's the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. carrying, you know, not yeah. carrying anything. And then 
uh anyway so he kind of went into like all these details and i'm going oh god and then he kind of turned to me and he goes how about you and i and i went uh i mean i don't i mean uh, well there was only one person and then i had to admit i think that one person we we didn't use the condom and it's actually my uh, a consistent lover and mm-hmm. um yeah it's true we didn't mm-hmm. so so going in at your own risk i guess at least then you just know where sure where maybe something does come from if something does you know and you can alert them yep you know, and, and also use a condom because yeah. you now know that you both at some point had unprotected sex and haven't been tested most recently. Oh, oh, it is so frustrating that women have to like bear the burden of having, of being like the Debbie downer in sex and kind of like bringing up like I'm on birth control or could you use a condom or like, could you not come inside me or stuff like that? Like there's so many conversations that I'm having in my head about like the guilt that this girl feels because she is not a birth control and he came inside of her. Like she, now she feels guilty and she feels like, you know, there's like, sounds like there's a little bit of shame there in it. Like if she should speak to him or what she mm. should do. And it's just such a, a bummer that it's yeah, and like, meanwhile, he's the one that came inside of her without fucking yeah. asking there. Yeah, I said exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I cursed. I got upset. Uh, yep. Fuck. Yeah. Just yep. ask. <laughs> At it's the true. same time, I know I love that you brought that up. Thank you for saying that. And I think, um, yeah, I think the point is guys can bring it up too. And like I was just saying, I was actually the guy that I was with that mm. that pushed us to have the conversation in depth. Love that. It was so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> that just doesn't happen that often. No, you I, know I, I mean? agree. Right. I think, yeah. And I look, I've also, I've had moments where I, where I am the person who brings it up. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with so it. So true. And I think... I think it would be awesome if it moves away from women having to carry that burden. But I will say the more you do it, woman or not. So say, so, okay, it's falling on women. So the more you do it, yes, you're a woman, but the more you do it, the more that man that you are with is likely to do it with the next person. The yep. more you, you know what I mean? Like be, be the it's change te- you want to yeah, see. It's a teaching yep. moment for both. Yeah. 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 And yep. just owning it like you. And I think this is a big thing for her as well. Freaked. That's what I said. Freaked out. If he's freaked out, yeah you have you have nothing to be ashamed of you're communicating clearly so yep. i think just step up and say it yeah and uh yeah and that'll actually reveal a lot more i think like Lindsay's story about stepping up and talking to her guy um about wanting something more and it's like once you know you're free to make a choice yep. yeah oh well that was exciting i, <laughs> I feel like oh ladies uh well those are those are like main questions but i I kind of I wanted to touch on like that the Uber engineer and the, mm. what had happened with her. So Susan J. Fowler did a blog post. I don't know if all of our listeners have heard about it, but it was her experience working at um, at Uber as a very technical engineer. It was like I think she used the acronym SRE, which was like site replay. I you know I don't even know. Yes, it was know. yeah super like t- tech programming detailed stuff. Um, and she anyway, I encourage you guys to read the article. We actually posted it on our on our Facebook page, TA cool. Talk Sex. Uh, and she um, talks about a very weird. I mean, I think it was sort of gender discrimination, but also her, sexual harassment because one of her higher ups did sort of openly say it's funny because it's around a lot of the stuff we advocate on our show. Not that's not true. <laughs> uh, he mentions being in an open relationship with his girlfriend. And then he said, you know, but she's finding partners and I'm not, but he's, he basically starts writing her a message about this, his employee. And, uh, 
And she's like, thanks, but can't help you with that and sends it straight to HR. And then HR didn't address it. Uh, They basically said, well, he's a high performer and it's a first offense, so we don't want to act on it. But then the women in the firm started talking and all kind of discovering that actually a couple people had problems with him Mm. and they had all reported it and it wasn't being addressed. Uh, Anyway, it caused waves. Um, The head of the company, Travis something, I forget his last name, but Travis and also Ariana Huffington, who's on the board, have Mm. kind of jumped on it and they are, they seem to be reacting appropriately to the public news of this. Uh, However, she did seem to be sort of tortured through the the jumping through the hoops within the company uh, when it happened. Um, I guess I just was wondering what you guys, you know, how you felt about it and you know, around how to handle, I guess, maybe an employer who does that to you. Have you guys had experiences that come to mind around that? I actually had a situation where I was um, sexually harassed by um, a boss and I had this boss at my first, it was at my first job outside the company. And I actually had um, another boss report this other boss, this other male to the higher ups and they conducted an investigation on it and everything like that. And I didn't want to go to management. You know, I, from the young naive perspective that I had, I was thinking, okay, this is going to get me in trouble. This is going to be bad. Everyone's going to be looking at me. Everyone will judge me and think that it's my fault. And, um, so when the investigation started and the boss, um, the boss, that was not harassing me, but was on my side, submitted this for an investigation. I was like furious. I'm like, I don't want this, you know, tension, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, through the investigation, I had conversations with management and they were kind of questioning me. It's kind of seemed like I had not been asking for it, but it was like, I had been crying wolf and everything like that. So that's what they were intimating. You're saying the way exactly. they quiz you. Okay. Exactly. And it was actually a female that was um, interrogating me. I think it was a woman at Uber also. Anyway, go ahead. Which is, yeah. And so through the, through basically the conversations and what I had found out that he had been five other women at the company had reported him. (gasps) Um, He has since left the company. I had since left the company. I left after that situation. Um, But it was just absolutely fascinating to me, the one situation where the way that women treated me, so the way that the woman Mm -hmm. that was having the conversation with me that was management was treating me, not making me feel comfortable, not Mm -hmm. making me feel as if this was the right decision or that I was making almost me feel like I was in the wrong. And then um, the fact of these people, so in this Uber instance with Susan J. Fowler, and in my instance, they have been reported before. And the fact that these first reports of men in the workplace are not being taken seriously is fucking ridiculous. And it reminds me of like, not to go so extreme, but I've been watching the OJ trial lately. And the fact that Nicole Brown had went to the cops about 10 times with um, (laughs) domestic abuse and then nothing was done. So in these situations where these men are being reported to HR, they need to be taken seriously and there needs to be a consequence for one um, one misdemeanor, you know, for one case and report of sexual harassment in the workplace, like any good guy that I know that has a good sense would never fucking do any of this stuff ever. So if one person is doing it one time, then they've done it again and and they've done it before. Yeah. You're hitting on something that in college as well. I, there was a case where a young woman on my floor was, uh, filed a complaint that she was raped. She actually went to the police instead of the school system, which I think we, the whole that has come up the campus 
rape issue of mm. like, oh, report to our campus security. And then they like don't do anything. She actually went outside of uh, the campus and reported to the police. And the police, of course, had an investigation. And then through that, you know, the campus had to open it anyway. What resulted was multiple women had filed yep. issues or wow. had yep. and one had a medical record because he actually injured her. Um, and he had been on campus for, you know, I think maybe he was in his third year. And uh, anyway, yeah, this the the fact that there are records. I mean, I always encourage women to um, file the complaint with the police or whoever it is, because at the end of the day, you only have the paper trail if it is happening to other women with that same person. And, right. and that's the only defense. So you go, well, why am I going to file it? Like nothing's going to happen. And you go, well, maybe, maybe not for you. And th- something good could come out of it for you. But at Down the, the minimum, line. yeah, yeah, at the minimum, you're you can protect other other women. Other women need to be protected. And then, too, I feel like I, I feel like now men really need to step up and kind of speak out against it too in support of women who are speaking up against sexual harassment and who are being sexually harassed. You know, in my instance now, when I think back out, the manager that reported the sexual harassment on me was a male and I am very, I'm very thankful for him for it. He saw something that was going on that was wrong. He spoke out against it and men should be speaking out against other men in the workplace that are doing this to women that are making them uncomfortable. You know, this is, these are some of the things that are keeping women, um, from moving up, you know, keeping women from being their ultimate selves in the workplace, keeping women from being comfortable because we're in a position where we're being sexually harassed, but yet we can't speak out against it because we're not going to be able to move up like Susan was. We're not going to be able to um, be paid in the right amount. You know, there's just so many things with it and we need help to kind of combat this. Yeah, well, and talk about like an energy sap as well. I think people ignore like the emotional taxation of that and and how that's going to affect your ability to focus on what matters i think what's so powerful about susan's story also is um how she was also able to prove how valuable she is to the team and and her work as like a published author and (laughs) kind of was consistently like this very um Mm. like all-star staff member and uh and yet was yeah kind of being held back in that way so i think she's a really great role model for this situation unfortunately which is so crazy that they would say that he's a high performer it's only the first offense so we're just gonna and that he wasn't the first but she's a high performer like she's killing it like so what if you lose her right well and then they said with the uber at uber they were they were losing women they started with a higher percentage of women and by the end they only had three percent left wow come on ariana (laughs) <laughs> well, they're they're on it now. They're Good. on the case now. I mean, what's also interesting is kind of the whistleblower in a way until you step up and say something. I know uh, the culture can't change. It's so true. I, I um, I've never had like a normal nine to five. I was working in the bars when I was in New York pursuing acting and all that stuff. So it's just funny in that world because there's, it's a, there's no HR. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What so qualifies your boss harassment? is probably the one that's, you know, um, saying inappropriate things mm. or looking at you in a certain way, which, you know, I've, I've had some amazing bar managers and owners, whatever, but I've also had ones that, and at my, that age, you know, I, I'm just, try, I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to pay my rent. So to stir something up and speak against it at that age, I, I didn't have the confidence, you know, the courage to do that. But there were countless you know, situations where a boss um, or a coworker was completely inappropriate. Can you know? I, 
um, and Krista, it's okay if you don't want to go into detail, but, but kind yeah. of maybe loosely, what, what was the context of what happened? So a lot of it were just um, crude comments and emails that were oh, being yeah. made directed towards me and towards how I looked, towards what I was wearing. Um, and it was almost like an emotional harassment. Uh, yeah, it was an emotional harassment too. So there was just like very – there was a very long drawn out conversations that were very inappropriate and very convoluted and very twisted. Like it was it was very weird. Like it's it was time consuming. It's like gaslighting of – anyway, I, I actually feel like I've just endured that myself. It happens oh, a lot really? I think as a woman. Well, and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in less formal work environments as well um, yeah. doing film and this kind of thing. And, uh, and so, you know, you're like, no, I said no. And then they kind of come at you in this new angle. And, and mm. I call it gaslight. You know, it is this gaslighting thing because they go, well, yeah, but how do you know? And then I go, well, I have my life experience and I thought about it. And my answer is no. So why don't you go try and have sex with the DP instead? <laughs> you know, who's a man? <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's, yep. um, I, well, I wonder, this raises a question for me that I would love for you guys to answer too. And it's not, I want to be careful because I, I think everything we're talking about right now is true. But then I also wonder as women, when we are, when this person is intending to victimize you, how can we, is there a way of addressing it? Okay. What do I want to say? I I guess I'll just speak from personal experience. In some Mm -hmm. ways I can think of, you know, Lindsay, when you're talking about working, I go, when I was waiting tables, okay. You know, my manager made a comment like, oh, well, she's got great tits. Like, that's why I hired her. But he never said it to my face, but he told someone else. And I sort of, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, well, I wanted the job, so I don't really care. Like, you know, if it got me now, I'm not saying that it's okay or not, but I, I think that I've taken the tack of not allowing myself to be the victim in this situation. Sure. And I, I don't, yeah. you know, like where, um, where these men will kind of come at me. And I think I just hold my ground in terms of like, I almost turn it on them and I'm like, what are you doing? Such a good point. Why yes. don't we, what are you doing? Yes. You know? Or, and maybe if it's bad or you enough, just don't entertain it. Correct. And if it's bad enough, then I then I did have one instance where I said, hey, you just called me too many times. And I said, and I will have to report you if you don't stop after this. So I I, I, and I I don't know, I'm not what am I trying to say here? I guess I'm questioning, is there a way that we can Mm. um, handle a situation where we don't feel so exposed or vulnerable in a healthy way? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like that's the struggle of being a woman is like, do we just need to handle ourselves as if um, what they're saying doesn't bother us or as if it doesn't affect us or as if, you know, we could laugh it off and not really take it to heart. But uh, yeah, I I would say actually, I guess maybe I'm trying to thank you for saying that. I think I'm trying to say the opposite, which is maybe instead of curling up and going wow he just hurt me and now I'm and and it's true that's his intent his intent is to make you feel small or to freeze Mm. right to freeze and not know how to respond I've definitely had moments where I'm like blindsided by it but I I think it's almost I guess I I don't know if I'm trying to say I what has helped me maybe what I want to say is what has helped me is to actually call it when it happens and then say you're making me feel like this I need you to know that do you understand that you're doing that and yeah um, I think that's a good one yep yeah. And, and, and if they don't, then red flag. Okay. Well, if you're not going to stop, then I do need to report this. Be aware yeah. that that's the next step. Yeah. Um, and and you, I found that has been more empowering for me. I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Yeah. I think you just, you need to be louder than like the, so there's something much bigger going on if, 
at least my experience in the bar business and the waitressing business, like usually the manager or the coworker steps in to a position where this is just kind of the norm. It's like what they've seen and yeah. what they've experienced. And they think that we think it's okay too because we're just trying to make a buck and it's kind of funny and it's, yeah. you know, we kind of just know the standard, whatever. But um, yeah, I think kind of breaking that noise and just being like, hey, like, you know, what you just said did make me feel this way. And, you know, I would really appreciate it if you didn't like, I, I'm sure you didn't mean it like that, but this is how I feel. But I mean, they're just, I, th- I think a lot of these men and sometimes girls too. I yeah. mean, girls were a part of that whole story. You know, they, cause I had coworkers who, you know, dare I say, liked it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like really liked, I guess they thought it was like attention, a you flirtation. know, for sure. So, um, well, sometimes I, I think that's what's, I think people get confused by that too. Mm-hmm. I've certainly yeah. had fun yeah. bantering with a guy talking openly about sex. I mean, I talk openly actually I've with a lot it. of people about oh, it all the time. Sure. Well, for but I think sure. there's a difference. There's, I think it's feeling equal in the dynamic and there's, yes. there is, I think a lot of, I, what I've had it happen is I'm talking openly about sex with one person and maybe another person hears it. And so they, they don't understand, they don't have as, they haven't thought about it as much, right? They're coming from a different place. So they think it means something else. Hmm. And I go, well, I'm just having an honest, open conversation about it. Doesn't mean we're engaging in sex. And then that person starts, you know, going, well, yeah, but you're, and I, I don't know. I kind of, you know, give them a funny look. I'm like, well, that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know. So interesting. I, think, I think with any of those situations, I think what I lacked at that time was that I, that I'm hopeful that I have now is just a, a sense of presence. So for you to be able to receive a comment from someone that makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe it's a superior, and to digest it and then react with being calm by saying, you know, that kind of bothered me when you said that. What did you mean? You know, kind of being completely present and receiving something like that and then also delivering a response is so key. And I think that's where I kind of didn't have that. You know, I was just like, oh, whatever, blah. Like, you know, just kind of like, like being so young. But now I would hope that I would just be in the situation, like feet on the ground enough to like respond appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, right. I I certainly don't want it. I think that's the issue is I I don't want it to ever feel like it's, I'm not saying, oh, you could handle it better. (laughs) You know, why aren't you handling it? It's not. Yeah. I think it's just, okay, well, given that we are in these situations pretty chronically, how can we handle it better? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. For for ourselves, actually, not even, yes, it helps the other person, in fact, it's when for you our point own it up. mental but, health. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that you aren't, exactly what you said, so that you do have the opportunity to process it and like not internalize it and and kind of go, wow, that person has an issue. It's not even about me. Like, whoa, man. You know, like, and I, I wasn't always like this either, right? But it was sort of through thinking really hard about mm. it. <laughs> how can so I, true. how can I take the reins and kind of push back um, without exhausting myself? Yeah, because it can be very, that's why I left the bar business, to be honest with you. It's exhausting. Well, and I'm, even, I mean, Krista and I lived in New York and you lived in New York. Mm, so yeah. you know, it's like even the cat calls on the street every day and it sounds weird. It's just exhausting. And like, you can't control them. And I had to kind of shift how I took that in and like process that because I was, I would come home exhausted. 
It's yeah. just like, it's either like the construction guys or the homeless or the, this, it's just, it's kind of exhausting. I don't no, know. I, I'm glad you said that. I think you're hitting on why, what happened at Uber and even, mm. and for you, Krista, as well is like, they, this is a statistic, which is that a lot of women don't move up or they, you know, studies done that women aren't moving up because they'll move out of, you know, unilaterally out of this industry. They'll just move out of the industry because they've been harassed in that community mm. and they don't want to persevere. And then they don't get to the manager level and they don't get to, you know, become the CEO or whatever because they're just, because they go, well, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me, but they never, but we're not, we're having a hard time pinning down that like, it's not for you because you were exhausted because you were being low level harassed in the background of the job you were trying to do. And on that note, <laughs> the show is coming to an end. That might be a good note to end on actually for people to think about. I was just like absorbing that. I'm like, yes, hard nodding right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so true. Well, I don't, yeah, well we, it got, I did. It's funny. I thought we were going to talk about Susan at the top of the show and then I launched in this other thing and no, I'm glad we're having this no, talk yeah. though. You both are so articulate about it as well. Thanks oh, I could talk us. about this stuff all day long. This is so, 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 so fun. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. So fun. Same, Thank you for Krista. having us. Thanks guys. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well that was our advice episode. Um, ask TNA. You guys can write us uh, at advice at tatalksex.com if you guys have any questions um, or even on social media. You know, we'll pull it mm-hmm. from Twitter or Instagram at tatalksex. Uh, we were just talking with Krista and Lindsay who helped me out with this show. Uh, and you guys are the Almost 30 podcast yeah. and everyone can find you. Yeah, we can. you can find us at Almost 30 podcast. So three zero. Um on Instagram and our website is almost30podcast.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. That's episode 134 of Damn. TNA Talk Sex. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, y'all, sex isn't ever just about sex. Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.